Let's just, uh, I want to pray for you. Let's just lift our heads. Lift your heads before the Lord. Father God, I just want to thank you for the passion and the desire to hear your voice. To hear you. And to know you and to sell out completely in the midst of a day where we're told in the scripture is a great falling away, we pray that we would be closer than ever to the Son of the living God. In the name of Jesus, let that sticking power, that growing passion, take, take great expression in this church life. Amen? So the name of this message is the ear and heart test the ear and heart test, what do you hear? So we're going to talk today a little bit about spiritual guidance and spiritual protection. And I want to know, I, I, at least this is my particular conviction, because I have never been full, more fulfilled than when I'm walking with the, the Lord in His presence. Probably the same. Because you and I are spiritual beings, and we we're created by Him for His pleasure and His purpose and His in relationship. And so that's both Father God, with all three Father God uh, the Son, and also uh, God the Spirit. The gospel, in a nutshell, it says this. It says, Father God loves us and sent Jesus for us. Jesus came to be crucified, dying for us, to be buried for us, and to be resurrected for us so that we can enter into his love for us. So this is the essence of the gospel. The next part, of course, Jesus ascended to the right hand of the Father and sent the Holy Spirit to fill us with his love and power. First uh, John 1, excuse me, John 1, 12 and 13 says, For all who did receive him, he believed who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of the blood, nor of the will of flesh, but nor of the will of man, but of God. So you and I come, are born into this family, and we've been given the right to become children of God by putting our faith in what Jesus has already done. When, when he has given us everything, he's done everything for us. Everything has been provided. And he just invites you to give everything to him. How many of you wrestle with that sometimes? But when we place wholehearted faith in all that Jesus has done for us, and we're reunited in that love that was missing, our spirit comes alive. There's eternal assurance. When you're going, I believe the buffeting blows that have happened in our lives recently. Does that make sense? Buffeting blows? Sometimes... I've learned uh, sometimes when, when um, uh, a storm, okay, when a storm passes through the territory, everybody gets the rain, the wind, right? And on occasion, the, the, the concept of a principalities and powers, powers, power can be like a, a, a demonic storm go through. What happens when the adversary comes and buffets the heart, somebody's heart? They want to give up. They feel disheartened. The number one key thing the adversary likes to do is to dishearten, to take away your desire to move forward. And then sow all kinds of fears inside of you, like things are not going to happen right. And it's like, suddenly, why even try? These, and, and those are, I don't think those are the little tiny demons. I think these are the ones, because I'm not, I'm not totally in, you know, I've, I've, I'd rather see the angels of the Lord. <laughs> but um, I have been, had some experience with the invisible realm when it comes to darkness, too. And on occasion... Whenever I feel like wilting inside and just being over, it's not a small thing. I handle the small stuff. 
And when the big stuff comes, it's like I get up in the middle of the night and just go in the other room and say, Jesus, I just need you. Father God, I just need you. I wake up the next day and it's like the storm is cleared. There's something powerful about Jesus when you cry out to him. So if we choose to walk, next slide, if we choose to walk with the Lord, not partially as you please on occasion, but fully with everything in you, then the word of God shows us what to do and what not to do. Are you ready? The what not to do are warnings. Warnings we are looking at concern listening. What do you want to hear? So the word, uh, the word of God puts a premium on hearing and hearing unto obedience. Would you say that with me? The word of God puts a premium on hearing and hearing unto obedience. Deuteronomy 28.1, we went over it last week. It says, if you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord your God, being careful to do all his commandments that I command you uh, today, the Lord will set you high above all the nations of the earth. And this word, uh, this Hebrew word for faithfully obey is the, get this, this is just marvelous. This is the word for listen, and it's said twice. It's S-A-M-A, but it's Shema. Shema. So here's what it says. In the, uh, it says, if you will listen, listen. If you will listen, listen to the voice of the Lord your God, being careful to obey all the commands, he says, everybody say, listen, listen. Have you ever heard a parent say, did you hear me? Now, what does that imply? Did you do what I said? That's where we get that. Listen, listen. Did you listen, listen? Did you hear with the intent of fulfilling what I asked you? Now, the war against listen, listen, to God's uh, word goes back to the garden with the serpent. Uh, said to Eve, did, did God say, the war against, is against obedience to God's word and uh, to even doubt God's motive. Satan implied that God was holding out. The opposite was true. Everything in the garden was for them completely. So the test of their hearts was just over one thing. Don't eat just one thing. Isn't that amazing? Everything's yours. Just one thing. And this, the Holy, so the strategy of the devil is to get you to question God over that one thing. There's one thing. Typically, there's a work of the Spirit going on in people's lives, and there's this one thing. The one thing. What is the one thing in your life? Instead of obeying God in that one thing, the devil's goal is to get you to compromise. Is that right? The Bible is packed with warning as against compromise. Compromise, considering another option other than obedience to God's word, is the pathway to deception, delusion, and falling away from the Lord. This is going to get... Can we just go ahead and walk through the swamp together? There may be some thick trudging along the way. Instead of obeying God in the one thing, the devil's goal is to get you, of course, to compromise. So... Jesus said in Matthew 7, 13, 14, says, enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. Isn't that the truth? And those who enter it are many. And you see that going on all over the place. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life. And those who find it are few. (sighs) I didn't write that. Because of the plight of fatherness in our fatherlessness in our nation, 
where the family is broken. An orphan mentality has formed, and it swings on the pendulum from one extreme to the other. The orphan mentality pendulum swings from, I have to do everything myself, I don't trust God, to everyone owes me, I don't trust God. It goes from one end to the other. And that's a sense of entitlement. That's orphan mentality. I got to do it all myself, or everybody owes me, or just together. That's an orphan. So the way out of an orphan mentality, are you ready? The way out is, listen, listen. Listen, listen is the key. It's the way out. Jesus puts, now Jesus, go ahead, next, next slide. Jesus puts a premium on, on hearing and hearing unto obedience. The word of God says it. This listen, listen. But Jesus, look, at Jesus, um, I have, uh, it, was it how many, uh, he, he says that phrase, he who has an ear, let him hear. Jesus said this saying 14 times. Six times in the Gospels and eight times in the book of Revelation. And he's camping on something that's so beautiful out of Proverbs thirteen fifteen, An intelligent heart acquires knowledge and the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. Heart and ear. Everybody say heart and ear. Now these things are tied together. Proverbs twenty three twelve. Apply your heart to discipline and your ears to words of knowledge. These things, Jesus knew this. And so we're going to look at something out of the Amplified Bible that Jesus, we're going to use it out of Amplified. Jesus said this in Mark 24 and 25. He said to them, pay attention to what you hear. By your own standard of measurement, that is, to the extent that you study spiritual truth and apply godly wisdom, it will be measured to you. And you will be given even greater ability to respond and more will be given to you besides let's just go ahead and first just praise the lord he says see his thing is even though it's a hard way here's the deal once you learn it you go hey it's really about him doing it through me and if i listen listen and if i and i apply what he he's going to show me more and show me more how many of you have been on that pathway and show me more and show me more this is amazing Now, verse 25, next slide. For whoever has a teachable heart, to him more understanding will be given. Just go ahead and tell the Lord, I have a teachable heart. I want to teach. Help me have a greater teachable heart. It will be given, and whoever does not, though, whoever does not have a yearning for truth, even what he has will be taken away. Now, this is that warning part. I have a, a little section here I took out of the Amplified Bible that says this. The person who has is the one who is receptive to God's word, while the, while the, who, the who does not have, the one who does not have, is the person who is blind to and has rejected the spiritual truth and the godly wisdom already given to them. As a result, look at this line. Even what little he previously understood about Jesus will no longer be clear to him. When you don't continue walking, you don't end up knowing the Lord. You get real fuzzy about it. Deception, delusion, and falling away from the Lord is determined by your hearing. It's by your hearing. Now, this next slide. Do you have a dull of hearing ear? Hebrews 5.11 says, about this we have much to say, and it's hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing. 
he's going on there about these element, uh, these basic truths that they need to grow in, but he's in the book of Hebrews, and they're talking, and says, but I can't even talk to you guys because you're dull of hearing. If you had listen, listen ears, you would pick it up right away. But you don't have listen, listen ears. You have dull of hearing ears. And you can't even understand what I'm trying to say. So the progression to deception, delusion, and falling away from the Lord is from listen, listen ears to dull of hearing ears to itching ears. And our big question is, what do you have? Do you have listen, listen ears? Do you have dull of hearing ears? Or do you have itching ears? Now let's look at itching ears. Paul teaches Timothy in 2 Timothy 1 through 3. He says, I charge you in the presence of God and of Jesus Christ. Can we just pause here and just say, who is to judge? Would you just say that with me? Who is to judge? Let's say it again. Who is to judge? We're going to get into this for a minute ago, but just say judge. Jesus Christ is a judge. He's a judge. The fallen away don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that. But Jesus Christ is a judge who laid his life down for you to rid you of your sins and empower you to live above them and without them. It's amazing. So he's the judge. In the, I charge you in the presence of God and of Jesus Christ, who is to judge the living and the dead by, and by his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. This is not having a religious spirit barking down somebody's face. This is offering help Dynamic, loving help in a patient manner. Now, next slide. For the time is coming. Go ahead and tell somebody next to you. The time is here. It's already here. When people will not endure sound teaching, but will have itching ears. Now, what do itching ears do? Itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. Now, here's the amazing thing about this. The teachers aren't seeking the people with the itching ears. It's the itching ear people looking for someone to tell them that what they're doing is okay. And you can get on the internet and find them. So Paul identifies itching ears as a real problem. This word itching, it not only means to scratch what itches, but it means to tickle and to hear something that's pleasant. Now watch this, guys. I just sat there and I pondered. I just pondered this. Lord, because the Lord, Holy Spirit showed me. It's the ears, son. The ears are that gateway into the heart. And what you want to hear is going to affect your heart. They're tied together. So it says, so the Lord, I, I was working with the itching ear thing, and I was looking over here, and I had the listen, listen thing, and then the Holy Spirit said, dull of hearing. Now watch this. The listen, listen ear turns from sin and pleases God. And much, 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 much more. Enjoys relationship with God. Has a blast with God. Hears things that God wants to grow in their heart. They begin, he does, he speaks to you and you change and you cherish and treasure what he says to you and you live off of the life-giving voice of Jesus and the Father God and the Holy Spirit resonating and you love them and you're, bond, you're bonded to them because he says things to you. 
I will never forget, we were in a little prayer session with four people, and it was the fifth person we were praying for, and they had just terrible, terrible, traumatic life stuff that went on, just horrible. And uh, anyway, we're, we're praying for a while, and then I went and sat down, and I had this vision. I, I was, you know, interceding, but I had a vision. It was the strangest thing. I had a vision of me uh, inside of my heart in a pup tent. How do you have it? I mean, it's, it's like the location is inside here, and there's a pup tent and Jesus' face is right next to my face, inside of the pup tent. I'm going, what am I looking at, right? And then Jesus goes like this. He says, he goes, I like you. He said, I like you. And I started crying. And I started crying for three weeks. I cried and cried. Because I knew theologically, he's love, and he has to love everybody. But I didn't know that was personal. I didn't know that he actually liked me. Now, see, I had rejected myself. So he knew the walls I had up about my own liking or disliking me. And he said, well, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and destroy all of that inside of you. And I'm going to say something to you, and it changes you. I was talking to a person recently, and they said, they were talking about all the if you do, if you do this, if you do this, if you do this, if you do this, then you'll be my disciple. Didn't this? And they camp on the ifs because they don't have a sense of approval. And I'm praying for them that they'll have a I like you moment. Because when the Lord says, I like you, then you want to do the ifs. It's not to do the ifs, the conditions to get the love. It's the love motivates you to want to be what he wants you to be. Let's just pause for a minute and just praise the Lord. That's who he is. That's how he cherishes us. He goes the distance for our souls. He wants you to know that he likes you. He made you. He said to, when he finished with Adam, it's very good. The Lord would say, it's very, you're very good. I made you very specifically to be such a blessing. So we need to hear that. And that's the kind of thing, if you have a listen, listen ear, let's look back up at the screen. The dull of the hearing ear lacks discernment and is immature. That's what that is. But the itching ear lives in sin, pleasing self. That's what it does. It lives deceived. It lives deluded, disillusioned, and lives falling away from the Lord. Because like I said a minute ago, the, the itching ear doesn't want to hear the, the statement, well, you'll face judgment one day. They don't want to hear that. So there's uh, this concept that Paul teaches of the different gospel, the different Jesus. And this is what an itching ear produces. It produces something. Galatians 5, 7 and 8. Look, I'm, I'm saying this because we're in the last days and this is important because you and I know people that have come to question everything that they heard. They heard what you heard and Paul actually addressed that. He says, hey, you were running well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion is not from him who calls you. What happened? What happened to you? you I remember I remember, you used to, I remember that. What happened? Who, what, what hindered you? 
What happened? What hindered you? Uh, it's not, not the Lord. Now look at the Colossians. I put this one, excuse me, 2 Corinthians 11, 4. The Amplified Version says it this way. For you seem willing to allow it. If one comes and preaches another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if you receive a different spirit from the one you received, or a different gospel from the one you accepted, you tolerate all this beautifully, welcoming deception. I think that was the best version to grab that out of. Let's look at it again, okay? Let's look at it. Just kind of let that, let's get that in here. There's a different Jesus. There's another one. There's another Jesus. There's another Jesus today. There's a different spirit today. There's a different gospel today. For you seem willing to allow it. If one comes to you and preaches another Jesus, whom we have not preached. I started out with the gospel right up front. I said, look, Jesus came to die for your sins so you could get rid of them and empower you to live without them. Amen? Different spirit from the one you received, different gospel from the one you accepted. You tolerate this all beautifully welcoming. So what's a, So here's some traits I, I wrote down. Here's the first one. Another Jesus. Another Jesus is only love and will never judge anybody. We talked about that a minute ago. That's another Jesus. What's the real Jesus do? The real Jesus is love and judge. He's merciful and holy. Next slide. Another Jesus lives with you in your sin, saying you can live any way you want. That's another one. But the real Jesus died for your sins, to wash you from your sins, says you, you would not live in your sins, but live in him and his overcoming power over sin. A different spirit, a different spirit never convicts anyone of sin. Never. The Holy Spirit brings conviction of sin, but never condemnation. Never condemnation. And let me just go ahead and relieve you from the idea that you're the Holy Spirit. It's not your job. Most people who run out barking at other people to live a standard don't live it themselves. You just... We're all in need of the mercy of God to just walk with the Lord. Is that right? And another, these, these are the people who maybe used to listen, listen, so they were camping on, who became dull of hearing, who then, see, when you're dull of hearing, you can go back. We'll get to that. You can go back. You can go back to listen, listen, or you can check out and go to itching ears. Another Jesus showed the way. I heard this one recently. Well, we believe Jesus showed the way, but not that he is the way. That's another Jesus. That's another one. I just heard that recently. Somebody that actually know. Gone. I'm really concerned. That's why I weep over this stuff. I weep. I cry tears. I, and that's not because I'm that great. It's just because I'm dumbfounded. I know him. I couldn't live life without the Lord. How can you say he's not the way? Gosh. The real Jesus is the way. So Galatians, again in the Amplified, Galatians 6, 7 through 9, do not be deceived. 
God is not mocked. He will not allow himself to be ridiculed nor treated with contempt nor allow his precepts to be scornfully set aside. For whatever man sows, this and only this will he reap. Next slide. For the one who sows to his flesh, his sinful capacity, his worldliness, his disgraceful impulses will reap from the flesh ruin and destruction. But the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. And I love Paul for doing this. This next verse, number nine, says, Let us not grow weary or become discouraged in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap if we do not give in. Hallelujah. So my next slide. We're just moving right along because we're heading toward our communion time. When the Lord gives us a hearing test, the hearing test is a heart test. Let's just pause just for a moment. Are you willing today to have a listen-listen heart? Because it's a safe place to acknowledge before the Lord that you may have been dull of hearing. Nobody's going to condemn you. See, it's the Holy Spirit. It's the right spirit. The Holy Spirit comes and says, now I'm just... When we come, there's another aspect to this, and we're all going to need to do it, get there. But the Lord wants to not only cleanse our ears today, He wants to cleanse our mouth. Let's go to Proverbs 17.3. The crucible is for silver, and the furnace is for gold. The Lord tests the hearts. The test means to examine, to try, to prove, to scrutinize. So you can have an attitude like David in Psalm 133, 23. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. The person who writes, who has that spirit, has a listen, listen ear. Help me, show me, probe my heart. Help me see what I can't see. Show me where I'm off. Help me. Isn't it the most beautiful thing to be put right with God? Isn't it the most marvelous thing? When you've had some heavy thing coming on your life and then God lifts it off of you and it's all because you've stepped a certain direction. You were misguided. You were confused. You went somewhere you shouldn't have and stuff and you go, what am I doing? And in that process you become dull of hearing. And hell's always pushing you to become an itching ear person. He just wants you to live in rebellion. Jeremiah said it so beautifully. It's so real. Jeremiah 17, 9. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? We are so confused about our own hearts so much. See, you can be insecure. And this is where a lot of the religious spirit stuff is. It's like you're not living it. Your heart's deceived about how just how righteous you are because you have nothing, but you think you have something. And then you judge other people on your puny little self-righteous platform, your little soapbox. And so the Holy Spirit comes and says, you're not all that. I remember, I'll never forget, I was, I remember, I was something to think about 
two two years in uh, and being a pastor, and I thought this is what it's going to be like. We're going to function in the gifts of the Spirit and uh, bring people to the Word of God, and they'll get better. And I figured, and it, it was a kind of like that's it kind of a feeling, and like a that uh, I've made it. And the Lord spoke to me. <laughs> He said, uh, Roger, you're not just like Jesus just yet. <laughs> that was very gracious. I was probably 87, I was probably 87% devil. <laughs> oh my gosh. Psalm 11.5 says, the Lord tests the righteous. But he, his soul hates the wicked and the ones who love violence. He tests the righteous. And the righteous, listen, the whole thing about being righteous is this. The blood of Jesus did it. You didn't do it. God goes like this. You'll never be able to do anything to be in my presence because you'll never be good enough because you're Adam's son and Adam sinned and therefore he's unregenerated. But Jesus came and Jesus has already taken all of your sin upon himself and now you can't really earn it. It's like you trying to swim to Hawaii. I've said this, but it says, I can make it. And no, you're just going to drown. You can't make it. You can't go that far. In your self-righteousness, you can't even swim out to a boat. You're going to go under. So, you know, it's not going to happen, right? So give up on that part. Say, go ahead and say, proudly, I am deprived of anything in myself. There's none righteous, no, not one. Put it on my head. Uh, there's, I'm not righteous. But God says, now because you've trusted in Jesus, I'm going to take all of your sins that I put on him, taking them away from you, and I'm putting his righteousness on you. Okay, now, the testing process can be intense as a crucible, and a crucible is a vessel like a refining fire, and uh, some of us may have gone through something recently. So I want to go ahead and throw this up. This particular scripture, the one right before this says this. The one right before it says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against, and then it starts naming spiritual beings. Okay, so our wrestling. So a crucible can often be when suddenly you're in a battle. Now here's the whole point, the whole point, the whole point of the spiritual armor to me is to stand when the evil day shows up. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all, stand firm. Why does it say evil day? Because not every day is evil. Let's say, okay, here's, here's how I look at this. You're, you've broken through. You're moving ahead. You quit doing this sin and that sin. You're feeling pretty good about it. You're trusting God more than you ever have. And then an evil day comes. And the evil day is designed to get you to go six months backwards or four months backwards to go and do all the sins that you quit doing. That's the evil day. And in the evil day, you've been given armor to stand. Just to stand there. Just stand there. Don't retreat. Don't go feed the flesh. Don't go do this. Don't spew off everything the devil's saying. Don't say it. Shut your mouth and stand. And when it blows by, 
the listenless in the ear gets blessed. Next line, the listenless in the ears bring freedom and maturity in Christ. That's the point. The dull of hearing ears can develop into listenless in the ears or itching ears. It's your choice. But the itching ears bring deception, delusion, and falling away from God. Let's go ahead and uh, pass out our communion. I have one more, two more slides to put up after we get into this. Let's go ahead and lift our heads up. Say, oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. It washes white as snow. Go ahead and serve those. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. It washes white as snow. Let's just praise the Lord for a minute. Thank you, Lord. It's all being served. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. On the night he was betrayed, he took the bread, you know, and he said, this is my body broken for you. This is my body. So now he says, come and do this in remembrance of me. None of us in our struggle against sin have ever resisted unto bloodshed. You and I have not shed blood. But Jesus, in his struggle to resist sin, he did shed blood. The Bible doesn't say he could not have sinned. It said that he was tempted in every way just like us, but he did not. He resisted unto bloodshed. Hallelujah. For you and me. For us. Let's just praise him for that. He came down, took on human flesh, submitted himself to complete, being our complete sacrifice that his body would be sacrificed for us. Praise the Lord. So we do go ahead and just declare that this body has healing power. This body has emotional healing grace in it. This body gives freedom to captives. This body nourishes the soul with eternal life. This body is the grace of God given to us. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you will. Let's go ahead and praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Just lift it before the Lord. Thank you, Lord. I receive your body today. I receive your body today. I thank you for empowering me to live the way you lived on the earth. Glorifying Father God. Amen. Let's pray. My spirit, I believe the Lord was saying this to me, my spirit was drawn to a passage in Leviticus 8, 22 through 24. And I kept thinking, this was the dilemma. I said, how do you, how do you, if, if somebody has a, if somebody has a itching ear, how do you get back to, at least get the dull of hearing and then get back to listen, listen. How do you do this? 
It's the blood. It's always the blood. So this is what Leviticus says. There he presented the other ram, the ram of ordination. And Aaron and his sons laid their hands on the head of the ram. And then he killed it. Moses took some of his blood and he put it on the lobe of Aaron's right ear. Aaron, I want you to be able to hear God. I'm going to give authority to you, but I need you to represent me. So I'm going to cleanse your ears. So symbolically, we're going to put the blood on the right earlobe to represent all of your hearing. Let's go ahead and praise the Lord. So if you've been dull of hearing, I don't know if you want to do this, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. Don't get, don't get, just, just put it on a little bit right there. Dip your finger in there. It's Jesus cleanse the hearing of your church. Let our ears be ordained to be listen, listen ears, not dull of hearing, not itching ears. But listen, listen, ears. We want to, ooh, the Lord is taking us seriously on this. You're going to hear his voice. Knowing someone well, hearing their voice means relationship and time with. Some of you are going to reevaluate your schedules and just going to sit down with the Lord more, develop a relationship. You want to hear what he has to say. They put it on the lobe of the, here's the right ear, and then the thumb of his right hand. This is so that anything you've done wrong, and the big toe of his right foot, anywhere you've gone that's wrong. Next slide. Then he presents Aaron's sons, and Moses put the blood on the lobes of their right ears, and on the thumbs of their right hands, and on the big toes of their right feet. Moses threw the blood against the sides of the altar. So that's, let's just lift this. Would you stand with me? Stand with me. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to pray a prayer. You can... It's a prayer asking for forgiveness, okay? And I would, if you'd like to repeat it, please do. Hey, Father God, I am so sorry giving my ears to things that are worthless. I desire to hear your voice and to know you better. Look, I am praying this and I'm actually hearing the Holy Spirit inside of me say, I know. I know because you've said that before. You want to know him better. He says, I know you do, honey. I know you do.
there's an anointing to remove the dull of hearing right now. Holy Spirit's coming on ears. Your spirit's going to be able to hear. Say, thank you, Lord, for removing. Now, the way you guarantee this is you obey whatever you hear from the Lord. You walk with Him, and your ear becomes a listen, listen ear, and you fulfill His will, and you're happier than you've ever been, no matter what. Because now His voice is the key thing to your life. There's an anointing in this room. The Lord says, I want to unstop your ears. Some of you have spoken words and judged yourself. I never hear God. You've said stuff like this. The Lord says, you're my sheep. There's no partiality. It's about the time you just sit before Him. It's about that. It's about opening up the Word of God. It's about that relationship. The Lord today is a day of deliverance from the any itching ear stuff. It's a day to turn around and say, I am not going to open to any thoughts that are not the voice of the Lord my God, according to his word. I will not serve another Jesus or a different spirit. I will not sow to the flesh. I will walk, I will not be deceived in these last days. I will hear the Lord. There's going to be a growing discernment in your life because you listen, listen. Now let's lift the cup. Praise you, Jesus. I'm telling you, this is, this is powerful. He's taking stuff out of your, your, the judgments you've made about not being able to hear God, the whatever. There's stuff in there that's leaving. Let's go. Let's receive that. It's leaving. It's leaving. It's leaving you now. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord craves that you would hear the sweetness of his still small voice. He is, is, this is his passion for you. This is a make a change day. We're going to make a change today. It's not just drink the cup and walk out and be the same. It's, I'm going to live in the presence of the one who loves me more than anybody else, and I'm going to hear him better than I ever have. Let's go ahead and praise him one more time. We're going to take it. We're going to partake it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And this uh, also, I want to just declare this also right now, anything that came out of your mouth with the pressure came on, that was pushing you back into discouragement or let's just allow the blood to wash away all the power of those words, okay? Wash them away now in Jesus' name. Let's partake. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. As Jesus said it, he that has an ear, let him hear. Say, Lord, I have an ear. I want to hear your voice. I want to walk with you. I want to be yours completely. Thank you, Lord.
Let's go ahead and praise him. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Love on each other. If uh, you want further ministry, come on.